Note to self. Hi everyone, welcome back to Music Therapy's new podcast. Today we're going to be interviewing someone who has lots of experience in music and we hope you enjoy our podcast episode. And we're here with Mrs. Fawny. If I remember correctly, you could be considered a child prodigy, right? Well, I cannot say that I'm a child prodigy. Uh, I'm just come from very small town, right? So in that town, uh, my mom was one of the very few teachers, piano teachers. So, and I start learning piano since I was four years old. So that's why it feels like not usual at my time you know you have more kids so we have like a one television station or something only one so they usually ask my mom's students to perform so i was performing since i was little but compared to kids nowadays i don't think that considered child prodigy pretty early it's kind of cool what would you say was your hardest milestone or challenge in advancing in piano i think it's when you learn something and you learn piano, it's usually you go very fast, you improve very fast. And then when you get to certain level, it feels like you're stuck in there. I think it's not only in music. I think lots of um, other things you go like you're stuck, right? And then if you can break through that level, you can go up. So that's the hardest thing. I had that before and I feel like even though I practice so much, I just, I just stay here. You know, I can't go up anymore, but yeah, when you know how to, you know, break through that, I think that the success. How did you personally break through that? Uh, That times, actually, my teacher helped me a lot. That's actually during my college year. So she encouraged a lot and I was like, um, almost give up and I don't think I can do it, you know, because lots of other kids, also lots of um, friends also are very good, right? And then it makes me feel like, you know, I'm not that good, but my teacher encouraged me and then uh, keep me going. So I'm very thankful to her. What about music and piano inspired you to pursue it in college and even afterwards? What about it made you want to make it a part of your life? Yeah, because I've been like playing since I was little. So when I actually don't have any um, thinking because we were in Indonesia and it's very rare people go to um, music school during my time. But I really love it since I, in Indonesia, I was like in one of the, like a group where they selected a talented kids and then we perform and we compose, you know, so in being in that group of kids it makes me really love music so when i graduate from high school i actually apply to many subjects many um, major like to dentist to you know to become a lawyer and then my mom said you know what do you want to go to uh, music in china and because uh, my aunt was in China, so that's why we were like, I was like, oh, that's fun. I want to, you know, go study abroad. So, yeah, so <laughs> I choose that. I find that really in- interesting because I think today a lot of students have to make a choice whether they're pursuing academics or arts. And I think that it's really interesting that you chose arts and you're still with it today. I think that's a great, it's a great story for the rest of us also to keep in mind. Yeah, for me, I really 
I'm thankful because I choose this um I chose this major and I love it, right? So it's not something like I, you know, when I saw some of my friends now they chose the subject they don't like, right? And then at the end, uh, they they work at different fields. For example, my aunt, she, she also um took like um architect architect, right? But she actually don't like it, so she she didn't like that subject. So she at the end she was like working as like accountant, you know, something like that. So I'm happy that I choose some something I like. So it's like my passion. So when I work with this one, it's not like. Oh my gosh, I have to do this again. So usually I told my students, you know, you need to think about it, what you really like, right? When you chose the, you chose your major. And I think for now, I'm happy because I can use this while I can also take care of my kids, you know, as a side job. So it's not like I have to, I can't go back anymore. I have friends who after they have kids, they can't go back to work anymore. Something like that, you know? Okay, so our next question is more focused on the effects of music. So clearly, as a teacher, you probably observed what impact music has on your students. So, what effects of learning music have you seen in your students? And do you have any interesting stories about people's experiences with music? Yeah, um, for my students, you know, I think it's learning music teach them how to be more um, disciplined because in other subject, for example. Um, uh, you know, uh, well, I can't say in other subjects because uh, you have to practice, right? But like for sports, it's fun. But with music, you when you practice by yourself, you don't have friends, you have to be more disciplined. It's kind of boring. So most of the kids cannot do that because you, are, you meet your teacher once a week. And then after that, then the rest of the week you have to the rest of the week you have to practice every day by yourself. So that's usually it's hard for students to keep up. So I think it's very good since little we need to teach the kids how to be disciplined, and then sometimes parents also help. So usually a good one, a, a, you know, the kids who are more successful in music, the parents were by their side when they practice. Right, and then after that, when they're more independent, they can do it themselves. So, what skills have you seen develop in your students while practicing piano? I think they are more like patient, especially patient, right? Because when you do music, you have to you have to practice this part over and over again, and then when you didn't get it, some some students got frustrated. Most of them, so you have to they they need to learn how to you know conquer one part, and while doing it over and over again and also I think they they can get the um, they are more hardworking right and discipline again yeah this kind of uh, good things and also uh, learn the they also learn coordination because when you do music you have to listen you have to use your eyes you have to use your fingers right and then Sometimes your feet for pedaling, pedal, you have to use everything. And then sometimes this finger has to be louder than the other finger, so you have to know how to. So it's a very good coordination, actually. And I think a lot of people in today's society pick up instruments or pick up these kind of skills later in life. So do you think it's ever too late to start learning an instrument or learning piano in specific? No, I think this one is very... You know, uh, my in-law trying to learn piano and to, to just to learn the brain, right? 
to practice their brain, I think it's never too late to learn instrument. And then it's also good for when you're when you're feeling sad and you can you know express yourself in music. I just want to ask one more question regarding the emotional aspect of music. I think a lot of people look at music as kind of a sanctuary to find a safe space. Yeah. So how do you convey that to your students and build that love for music? This one is uh, a little bit hard. Sometimes it's also challenging for me when I teach because each student is different, right? Sometimes I have to see if they're when they're not very into music, so I give them pieces where they're more familiar or they're happy with, they like to play, as long as they play. So before, I actually don't like it if the I, my students didn't practice a lot. And then now I feel like I have to find something to motivate them to love music. So that's why usually for little kids, if they don't have parents um, supporting them, I usually encourage them to go to group class just to get them to, you know, enjoy more rather than you sit one on one and you have to do whatever, you know, feels like not fun things to do. So right now, that's what I'm doing. Oh, when I see these kids, it's okay. They're not very much into it. So I give them easier piece or, you know, more easy to listen, easy to learn. And then I don't really uh, push them too hard. Well, as some, some kids I can see more potential then I push them hard, go to exam or taking the test, uh, t- t- go to competitions, something like that. Okay, Miss Fani, thank you so much for your time today. Would you like to add anything about APAM, the academy you run? Yeah, we actually um, have a choir going on also. I know it's like weird because we can't meet, right? But we have a virtual choir going on. And then the teacher, Miss Miyuki, is also a very dedicated teacher. She, we have two levels. So the, um, the little kids who just want to learn music for fun, um, they can join us. And at the end, the teacher will put the video together and edit them. So it sounds like choir. <laughs> yeah. So you're welcome to check it out. Yeah, that's a really nice way to get involved with music online. Yeah. Thank you so much again for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks again to Mrs. Fani for coming on our podcast today. And thank you guys for listening. If you would like to check out Anna Poglevsky Academy of Music, as well as their choir, the link is in the description. Thank you guys for listening and have an amazing day.